In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of Faith Walkers reflect on the topic of becoming a person of peace too. Truth Seekers. This conversation was originally recorded in November of 2021. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. Join this conversation. So last week, we started a conversation about uh, becoming a peacemaker. And uh, last week, if, if you weren't here, we, we did kind of an outline and a study of, of Psalm 37 uh, as our place of beginning. And today, uh, and, and probably the next few weeks, what I'd like to do is take a component of that and go a little more in depth in it. And today, uh, what I'd like to talk about is peacekeepers are truth seekers and truth tellers. So for me, blessed are the peacemakers, Matthew 5, uh, for they are the children of God. Peacemakers represent the heart of God. And peacemaking is different than peacekeeping. And I always want to say that because so often we confuse the two. Peacemaking means to restore the wholeness. It, it means to maintain the unity. It means to work for completeness and wholeness. So I believe one of the characteristics of working to establish peace, unity, wholeness, is we must start with the truth. Uh, I, I think this is really appropriate for our current environment because there is so much non-truth out there these days. And I, I, I want to start with this faith walking idea. So in faith walking, we talk about as we talk about managing our own anxiety and understanding our own anxiety, we talk about the fact that often we get anxious because we, we make meaning in our heads of, of an experience. We, we talk about that. We say we're meaning-making machines. We, in other words, what we do is we make up a story in our head. Oh, well, I know why Courtney looked at me that way. It's because, you know, she really doesn't like me. And, and she, you know, and we make up this big story and then we, and then we believe it's true. And then we act on it as if it's true. And one of the ways that we, that we kind of a deeper way of managing anxiety is to quit, stop the stories. So think about it. Uh, for all of you that have children, or, or for you, even if you don't have children, you have loved ones that you really care about, think about when, when your loved one doesn't respond to that text quite as quickly as you want them to. We make up a story. Oh, well, I, oh, well, this, and, and so what I, what I want to say to us is that if we could be more disciplined within ourselves, to not make up a story. And the way we do that is we gather the facts and we stick with the facts. What are the facts that I know? What facts do I have? And the truth is sometimes, 
sometimes the story we make up is, is true. It really happened that way. And, but, but it's a waste of time to be anxious about it until we gather the facts and know. And what I want to offer to you today is that in, in, in this world that we live in, where it doesn't matter what your theological position or what your political position, we're, we are polarized. And in our polarization, we add to the non-truth by listening to stories that aren't quite accurate or by believing stories that aren't quite accurate, by not checking the facts, by not making certain that we, that we have the truth uh, like we need to have it. And, and so I guess if, if you want to sum up uh, my appeal today, my appeal today is in order to be a peacemaker in the world, which I believe God's calling us to, we must become more rigorous with the truth. More rigorous to find it, more rigorous to tell it, more rigorous to speak about it. And so that's kind of the premise. And here's where I, here's where I want to go. So there's four ideas I'm going to share with you today about the truth. And, and the first idea may be assumed, but it's not assumed because I want to speak to it. So the first idea is that if, if we're going to stick with the truth and be rigorous with the truth, then we must align our lives with Jesus, who is the truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh, and the Word dwelt among us, and the Word was full of what? Grace and truth. Yeah, we all believe that and know that. Here, here's what I mean, group, and this is, this is what I believe. And I, and I want to say this as kindly and gently as I can, but I want to say it. You've heard me say this over and over. I am increasingly attempting to pledge my allegiance to the way of Jesus to the exclusion of other allegiances. When, when my denominational affiliation when my political affiliation, when I'm more attached to it than I am the way of Jesus, I, I will get misled. So what I believe is, is that we, we have to, and, and it's what I'm doing, I'm inviting all of us and I'm, I'm inviting myself to, uh, to not be so tied to a denomination of a political party, uh, any, any of the other things, a particular movement that divides us to the degree. I'm not saying don't, don't connect yourself with the community, but, but when I connect myself with that community, I'm connecting with the parts of that community that most align with Jesus. And I'm also acknowledging that some parts of that community may not align with Jesus and, and that that community may speak things that aren't really the truth sometime, and I want to be honest about that, even when it's the community that I've, I've affiliated myself with. Why? Because my allegiance to Jesus. I'm fascinated by how many Christians post things on social media that are more in alignment with a political party than they are with the way of Jesus, and, and that's what I'm, I'm inviting us to do. Uh, and, and then to not just 
So as I align my way, my, myself with the way of Jesus, I want my life to look like his. Uh, James 8.2, you'll remember, it's, it's, it's not just important to know the truth. It's important to be, to be doers of the word and not hearers only. So am I a doer of the truth? Is my life aligned with the truth? And am I living the truth out of my life? The truth as I understand it in Jesus. I, I could go on for days, but I think y'all know my point there. Uh, so align your life with Jesus, who is the truth. Second idea today is delight in the truth. That's 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. You remember, remember that? We went through it a few months ago. Uh, when he's describing all those characteristics of love, he says that love delights in the truth. I probably need to come back and do a word study on delight. Just dawned on me. That's, you know, Mr. Word Geek needs to go do a do. I, I don't know what delight means fully, but, but here's what I think that means. I, I think if we delight in the truth that, that we demand the truth be told, that we get the facts and we stick with the facts, that we find the facts. And if we can't find the facts, then we don't speak. And I want to acknowledge, again, we, we, we have so much information at our fingertips on the keyboard. And it's so difficult to determine, okay, what's true and what's false. Here's what I know is easy for me. It's easy for me to assume that the people I like are telling the truth. And, and I, I think if I'm going to delight in the truth, I've got to be more rigorous about making sure that the people I like are, are telling me the truth and, and not just assume it's so. Um, I want to refuse to make up stories and to perpetuate stories that are not factual. So gathering the facts is going to be a key ingredient. And I realize that's work. So the truth is, this is hard work. I just want to acknowledge that. Delight in the truth. Number three, speak the truth. Practice truthfulness. Be careful with the truth. Make sure that truth mat matters. And I think implied in that is calling out non-truth. I, I, I really believe, folks, there, there is a time, and the time is now, and I'm going to try to do this to be more courageous to call out non-truth. So a key text for today. And again, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get my sheet to Angela and invite her to send it to you. But uh, uh, a devotional text today is 2 Timothy 2, 14 to 26, where Paul is giving some instructions to young Timothy. And he's giving him instructions about getting caught up in arguments about what, what's the truth and what's not the truth. And, he, and, and the key uh, emphasis there is truth. So tell the truth was number three. And then number four, this is Paul's encouragement to Timothy. And I, I'm just going to say it this way. Be gentle as you speak the truth. Um, he, he used that word here. Let me, let me give you two quotes because I, I was really drawn into this. He, he, he's, Paul says to Timothy, Excuse yourself from foolish and uninformed debates. I'm going to write that as a guiding principle for the holiday season. <laughs> I'm going to excuse myself from foolish and uninformed debates. Uh, and and then, he, then he talks about being gentle 
in, in instructing. And then he also talks about what we would describe in faith walking as being differentiated by saying, instruct toward the truth and then, and then let God change their minds. You don't have to change their minds. And so be gentle but firm with people who perpetuate things that are not true. Be courageous and be gentle. I'm trying to find, okay, what does that look like? Because I, I tend, I, I get all worked up and stirred up, as y'all know I can do, and then I become argumentative, and then I become defensive, and then I become, uh, you know, uh, so how can, I, how can I be courageous and also be gentle? So here's the way I would sum up my thoughts for today. To, to participate in or to perpetuate anything but what is true is to break the wholeness. It's to break shalom. And when I break wholeness or I break the peace, that is sin. And so we become peacemakers by holding up the truth, seeking the truth, announcing the truth, demanding the truth, standing against non-truth, because that's what peace, peacemakers do. That's what I'm thinking today. So what's that stir up in you? Lying is, is such a pet peeve to me. And, and I know that I'm guilty of lying in the past, but that's one of the reasons that I got into the criminal justice system because I want truth. I want to seek truth. And when I see things that are happening that are so untruth, it, it makes me passionately angry. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying my whole life to get to a point where I could do something about some of the stuff but then I look at what's going on out in the world and the misinformation and the misjudgments. And, and it, it, sometimes it's overwhelming. It's like, well, how, how can I, this one person make a difference when so-and-so over here couldn't, you know, change a system. And right. then I have to just keep going back to God and, and just do it one person at a time, one mm -hmm. episode, one situation at a time. Right. So, but I mean, I love truth and, and, and that I do try mm -hmm. to strive mm -hmm. for that mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. But I, but I, I know that untruth can happen too when things are not spoken, you know, it's right. the unheard, you know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Brenda. Yeah. So I can be dishonest by just not speaking up. Jerry. Um, when you were talking about the, um, realignment of allegiances mm -hmm. the you know the the concept of idolatry mm -hmm. and how easily mm -hmm. um that has slipped into um our way of our way of thinking because we we often claim that this is you know this is what Jesus would do. Of course, I am. Mm -hmm. I am doing his work. I am. And it's just. It's such a distorted. And deceptive way. Of. Of. Of, of following him. It's just. It's. It's crazy making. 
Yeah. 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 It but, is. I, but that the whole idea of idolatry mm -hmm. is, um, I mean, we'd all would go, oh, no, not me. That's just, you know, that's not me. I'm, but it's a, it's a more subtle, easy path to go than I think we realize. Right. I, I totally agree, Jerry. And here's what struck me as you were talking. Um, is, is the idea, I mean, you, you almost said this just like this. Um, you, you said something about, I forget what word you used, but here's the thought I had. When we get anxious, we get stupid. And, and, I, and, and we get stupid enough to even begin to create idols. And, and for me, it starts with anxiety. So if I can get clear, what am I afraid of? What am I, what am I afraid is going to happen? Am, am I afraid that my country is not going to, is going to fall? Well, wh what does that say about my faith in God? Um, now, I, I'm not saying I shouldn't take a stand for whatever, but, but again, um, yeah, I, I think I think the point I'm wanting to make and what I what I heard and what you were saying is these things happen and we distort truth because we are anxious. And we're trying in our own power to solve a problem that may or may not be a real problem, but we're anxious. That's what I heard. Max, were you about to unmute a moment ago? Yeah, I mean, it was just something blatantly obvious that you know through all these things that you're talking about is exactly how um jesus christ showed up in the world you know he he right. spoke the truth he called out the liars he did you know? he called yep. out the liars and uh yeah and he didn't let his he didn't let anxiety affect how he turned up and i think that's probably for me anyway at least the challenge to be that courageous person, to, to be that authentic person that says, I am going to speak truth into this and I'm going to make it known that I am not in agreement and this is not the truth. And even if you're not quite sure at the time because you haven't got all the facts, but you know that, you know, by what was said that it, it really isn't the truth um you may know that some of it is false you can call out what is not truth um but it takes an awful lot of courage yeah and as you as you just said what is my fear why would i speak out what do i fear that people are going to laugh at me do i fear that people are going to dismiss me because i'm the only one that thinks like that mm -hmm. And I think for me is remembering that Christ did this. He didn't let his anxiety overrule him. He came with best thinking. Um, he took his time. He didn't have to rush into an argument. Um, and I think I, if I can do that, then 
And know that Christ is with me. And so what if, if they, they do dismiss me? So what if they do laugh at me? Right. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll be laughed at for the sake of truth. So, yeah. yeah. Takes yeah. a lot of courage, Ken. A lot of courage. It does. Yeah. You know, Mags, if being laughed at was the only consequence. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And yeah. he, in the sure. end, he upset the wrong people enough times that he died. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. as Ken, as you were talking that what was going through my mind was count the cost. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in, yeah. in my case, it's constantly my husband losing his job or, ref, I've, or, or ticking off the wrong people with money in our town that could have consequences on my family and on our kids. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's just always such a, di mm -hmm. and once we cut the cost, are we really yeah. willing to go there? So that, that the practical implications of telling the truth and how to do so in a way that is authentic to our calling, but, you know, dot, 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 I could go on and on. That's, those are, those are where my thoughts were. Yeah. And, and, I, and I get it, Tammy. That's, that's so true. I mean, yeah, it impacts us. And, and really, that's what we're afraid of. And I just want to acknowledge that's, that's a natural fear. Do you think, Ken, that there is um, any credence in, well, obviously, there's credence in wisdom and listening to the Holy Spirit and be guided, but in, the, in the old saying... <laughs> pick your battles yeah yeah certainly certainly mags i mean i think that i think that you know that that's part of the wisdom of it all mm -hmm. uh i mean I'm, I'm thinking about this guy who comes onto the poker table and starts quoting scripture um some of which was true and some of which wasn't true so y'all know i go to football games and lately as I mean, I've been going to I've been going to games for 20 years. All right. And this year, for the first time, we have a street preacher at the games preaching while we walk up to the to the football game. It's never happened before, but now we have one. And. And I wrestle with. OK, I appreciate his sincerity, his commitment, uh, yada, yada, but. But is that really the place and is that really the time and is anybody being impacted at all in a positive way by what he's saying? Um, my own opinion, and it's just my opinion, is no, he's not having a positive impact on you. Nobody's listening to him. Nobody's being impacted by even though what he may be saying may be right. So. So uh, I, I tie all that back, Mags, to your question and say, absolutely right. Uh, we, we've, got to, we've got to use wisdom and, and believe, okay, yeah, this is the right time to speak this. Or, yeah, I just think we do. What, what I hope for my own life, and, and, and I really, I use the word hope, what I hope is and when that right moment comes, I won't be a coward and not say what I need to say. You know, that's my fear is, okay, yeah, the right moment comes and I still don't have the courage to speak up for the truth. 
And you're right. I mean, Jerry, Jerry, both of you are right. So, so there are quote unquote Christian people really divided right now who both claim to be listening to the Holy Spirit. I can give you a good example, Ken. About give it a to me. We had our regional classes meeting, which is 13 churches of, of our denomination, and we meet every six months. And we were in a rural community in um, central Michigan, and most of the people showed up without masks. There's one chaplain for our denomination who works at a university who doesn't believe in getting vaccinated and will not wear a mask. Hmm. Um, there were about 40 people there. The people that I was with were wearing masks all the time. Um, but, you know, spouting this, and, and they're all convinced that they're right. Yeah. These are, these are, you know, followers of Jesus, and they're all, you yeah. know, God's going to protect us. Well, yeah. um, you know, I get home, and I've, I've had COVID for two weeks. I'm recovering, mm. but I got COVID, and um, I've been triple vaccinated. I wore my mask. Mm. Um, so how do you deal with, with believers who are convinced <laughs> that God has told them the right thing, and yet, you know, Again, do I pick my battles? Do I stand up and say, look, I'm a retired nurse. Um, COVID is rampant in Northern Michigan right now. Our hospital's at code red. Um, you're in the wrong. Uh, you know, I got sick. It's not been fun. And your actions have impacted me. Um, so, so there's a concrete example about believers who think they're right. And yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah, I hope you weren't asking me for help in any of that because I have no clue. <laughs> and I know you weren't, but saying this is how tough it is, is because absolutely they're devout, you know, pastors, right, and, you know, right, leaders, and they just think they're in the right, and they're so wrong. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm totally, I'm totally with you, Jan, and and yet you you just told us the truth. You you told us the truth that as a re, as a result of your behavior, I got COVID, even though all these other things were also true. Um, so part of it for me, I want to I, I just want to say this is is back to my own self differentiation. This is what I think. This is what I believe. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. And so because you believe this and you're going to do this, then this is what I will do in, in response to that, which is really hard. And it's not an answer and it is an answer, but it's a hard answer. I just, just thinking, um, obviously there's always a lot of nuance in, in, in telling the truth. And then also someone had mentioned like knowing what hill to die on. I think oftentimes we feel like we have to die on every hill, you know, and, um, I, there's an interesting interpretation of, um, the story of John the Baptist that I heard one time, which is, a bit maybe counter than, than what other people have kind of think of, think of him as that really has stuck with me. And if, and if you think about, I mean, if you think about kind of, obviously a lot of, a lot of Jesus disciples really thought that Jesus was coming to create, to really uh, like overthrow political leaders. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, maybe in some respect, John the Baptist was feeling the same way. Mm -hmm. Because I just, I just, inter it's interesting to me because he would, why on earth, I guess, why on earth did John the Baptist feel the need to confront King Herod on his choice of wives? Um, why, like, why did he, like, it seems like such a really weird thing. If you're, you're supposed to be coming and preaching Jesus and pointing to Jesus, and then you're also in this tip with the king about this moral issue that, um, that he really kind of, I mean, is one of the main reasons why he was beheaded. And, 
And you kind of look at a lot of his, his Jesus, when John the Baptist's disciples come to Jesus and they're like, John the Baptist is in prison. Like, what are you going to do about it? And Jesus mm-hmm. is like, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of wonder if he's like, I really want to do something, but he's kind of in prison for not the gospel right now. He's not mm-hmm. really in prison because he's, he's been promoting me. He's kind of in prison because he's kind of been maybe kind of figuring out how he can play. And I'm obviously making a lot of assumptions, but he's playing a role in like how he can be a part of the kingdom that's going to be coming, you know, on the earth and on the rain, the physical rain. And I just, and I think it's interesting. I think a lot of times we can kind of apply that self or that to Christians and the fact that we so easily lose what we've been called to and in telling the truth, but at the right times, you know, I mean, do I, do I tell the truth for the, and then risk losing my job, you know, and like putting something on, you know, athletes do all the time, right? They put something on Twitter and they, you know, in the name of Christianity and yeah, they're probably Christians and following Jesus, but then they, they, you know, they fall pretty hard and that's the end of their, that's the end of their um, ability to sort of have any sort of platform for Jesus, you know? So I, it's just interesting kind of in this idea of thinking about John the Baptist maybe a little bit differently, you know, how do we, how do we make sure that when we're telling the truth, we're telling the truth that actually matters in in the moment that makes a difference rather than the truth that is sort of like our also our own sort of platform and our own personal agenda that we have in order for us to get ahead and so I think that yeah I think that perspective towards John the Baptist has really kind of stuck with me as kind of maybe a way that I've I've never heard anyone else kind of say that before so so where does working for justice come in then yeah. And I think, I mean, I think I agree with you. I definitely, I think that's kind of go back to like, what hill are you dying on? Right? Yeah. Are you, are you like, are you going to go and die on every single hill? Like we all, it's pretty clear what Jesus, what, what, what John the Baptist calling was, it wasn't to go have a morality code for, you know, the rulers at the time. It was obviously to point to Jesus, you know? And so that, but I think it's more so like, what is the calling on your life? And of course, like, I think, you know, I think we, I think in this day and age, a lot of us have that calling for justice, but then are we also kind of finding, are we also, are we, fight, are we fighting it from a morality standpoint or like in a very sort of worldly view? Are we, are, we, are we taking it from a different, a more of a, as I think like Ken mentioned, like aligning ourselves where we're no, the, the ideas that we have about justice don't really align with Democrats or Republicans or this church or that church, they align with Jesus. And then we go and we are justice seekers in that respect, rather than being justice seekers because, you know, okay, I have to go 100% agree with all Black Lives Matters, even though, you know, it's like, I can, I can stand with Black Lives Matter without agreeing with everything they say. And I can also stand with, you know, understanding why police are sometimes important, (laughs) you know, and being willing to like, be that be like that, that common ground or be that, what am I actually being called to instead of feeling like I then have to take on, you know, a, the, more of a morality standpoint. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know. That's my that's, rambling. A, that's a really good point. Thank you for that. I'm an Enneagram one and I get really fired up over everything. So <laughs> thank you. I was just going to say what, what strikes me about all that is also this idea that that what what we most want are really clean easy answers that are simple and oh okay yeah it's either this or this and the truth is most of these issues are very complex and 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 so being as we seek for truth and as we are peacemakers and i i want to keep coming back to that idea because i think that's the calling is that we are we are we are called to make 
East. And I think truth is part of that. And even as we pursue that, it's complex. <laughs> there's, there's no simple, easy, oh, okay, here's the good guys standing over here. And here's the bad guys standing over there. And obviously I'm in the good guy category because I'm standing over. Yeah, it's just complex. So. Even as you use the word truth, that implies a black or white, right or wrong. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's yeah. so loaded. Our, our language is loaded. It is. And of yeah. course there's truth and Jesus is the truth. And what right. does that look like in practical terms in our world today? Right. What I was going to say, and it goes right with that, is I, I think the Jesus way when it comes to truth and justice is being a voice for, sometimes for those that are unable to be a voice for themselves, to be of able course. to you know, I think of elderly, I think of children, I think of, you know, or even in domestic violent, you know, situations. Yeah, it's like, which hill are you going to take? Which one are you going to die? You know, mm -hmm. really go after it. And like, I, I've had to really narrow down. I, I, I cannot watch too many, um, well, hardly anything anymore when it comes to social media or even news, the banter that goes back and forth with the debates of truth and non-truth and um it, it just it stirs up stuff that doesn't need to be there mm -hmm. and I mean I, I believe that we should of course have an anger about certain things a righteous anger but if you're spending 24 7 you know going after out there to be a part of and speak and, and I know people like that I think that that's not what Jesus is calling us to do anyway that's just my opinion mm -hmm. it just strikes me Ken that you know this has been such a really interesting conversation, but it strikes me that as, uh, you know, in our humanity, we want instant results. Yeah. So like we want to call the truth out and we want to call it out and bang, then it's done. Right. But what I've, what, what's getting stirred up in me as I've listened to Tammy and Courtney and Jan and yourself is um, it's like, uh, it's the timing. Sometimes it's timing and sometimes it takes a long, long time to just unpack the truth. Yeah. And even in hard situations yeah. where you couldn't do it all at once, it just needs to be slowly, you know, I always think of an onion, you know, as you peel the layers back, you know, it just takes a long time to peel those layers back. And in doing so, you can, you can take that untruth and change even change a person's viewpoint. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but that takes patience. <laughs> right. And in this right. fast world, yep. you know, we yep. frequently don't have that patience yep. and that stretch for the long haul, if you know what I mean. I so, do. I yeah. do. There, there's a phrase that popped into my head as you were talking, Mags. I have no clue what the context was or where it comes but it seems appropriate. And, and the phrase is lean for a long time in one direction. Yeah. So I just lean for a long time in one direction. I lean toward justice. I lean toward the truth. And even when untruth is, is, is a daily, all day long challenge, I lean in that direction. And, mm -hmm. and as I do that, maybe good things can happen. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to change the world. And I think I change the world the more I look like Jesus. 
So mostly it's about looking like Jesus. Uh, I think. Trish? But this, this, has been, this has been a really great conversation. And what is stirred up in me is that I think it all boils down so sim- so simple yet so important is leaning in to him himself mm-hmm. leaning into what his voice sounds like yeah and being so focused on him that the results are are that we are standing up for justice in whatever situation he's putting us mm-hmm. I don't know I mean that sounds so simple but that's so if I'm not constantly um, turning to him looking at him leaning into him mm-hmm. and getting to know his voice more and more and exactly what it sounds like then I'm not going to be as prepared to do what he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. It also helps me not to get overwhelmed when, yeah. when my focus is so much leaning into him. It helps mm-hmm. me not to get overwhelmed with how messed up the world really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why did he have to make hearing him so hard? I. I know that's a rhetorical question. Yes. He, he wants us to rely on him. No methods, I know. no steps, uh, him. But yeah, <laughs> I get it. I think it's hard for us to hear the truth. I think it's a whole lot easier for us to hear lies. I mean, we have lies playing in our head in day in, day out. Like we get a little snippet of truth and we don't really believe it because especially even about ourselves. I mean- it's really hard for us to read scripture and be like <laughs> that God, you know, I mean, that, that I'm his, that he loves me, even, you know, no matter what. I mean, just even though, even those basic simple truths, we have a hard time believing about ourselves because the tape in our head saying shame and like, I'm an idiot and like, no one can ever love me, you know? And it, I think, but I, so I, I think he's probably, I think it's, he probably makes it easier for us to hear him than we think he does, but we just, we have a hard time receiving truth. Courtney, I think, you I think to, we hear truth and dismiss it. You need to not skip Friday mornings ever again, Friday evenings, wherever it is where you are. You, you need to be here, woman. <laughs> Thank you for all of that. And you're, oh, amen, no. so right on. Yeah. Thanks, Tammy. Thanks, Jan. Ryan McLaren had a a list of 13 biases by which we filter information. And one of his is it's so much easier to believe um, a simple lie than a complex truth Mm. because the truth is very complex at times. Mm. So Mm. I'm going to jump in here just real quick. I think one of the um, issues that also comes into play now and probably was the same in Jesus time too is some voices and opinions can get quite loud <laughs> and quite demonstrative and um and ratchet up I mean I think that's what we're seeing now um and so um you know that 
the, that brings a whole nother dimension to the peace, you know, living in this wholeness, living in peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, uh, even more challenging, you know, and, um, yeah. So I, I've loved this conversation. You guys, it's been great. Thank you, Diane. Glad you're here, part of it. Thank you. Excellent conversation. It's always fun to be with you all. And I'll be here next week. Hope you will be too. For more information about Faith Walking, visit www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you that Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.